Hey, beautiful soul. My guest today is Sam Fong. Sam is an avid investor in stocks, private equity, and real estate. When you learn about what he's done, it's easy to mistakenly think that he's always been a top performer in life. But the road to financial freedom wasn't always roses, butterflies, and rainbows for Sam. In our conversation, we went deep on his investing journey, how he got started, how he achieved his financial freedom, and what you can do to start hacking your way at financial mastery as well. This episode was especially meaningful to me because I've realized that I can always be more on point with my finances and investments. And I hope that you can learn a thing or two about being more money smart and long-term oriented as well. In the last part of the episode, Sam talks about launching a course where he'll teach you how to be more financially smart while still being able to enjoy your life. If you enjoyed this episode with Sam Fong, please share it with a friend or someone who needs a little bit of vibe boost. I'd also appreciate your thoughts and feedback on this episode at Stephen Choi at Twitter and Vibe on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. And without further ado, let's get into this episode with Sam Fong. Welcome to the Stephen Choi Show. How's the vibe? On this show, you'll get a glimpse into the raw, authentic, and deeper stories of pioneers, thought leaders, and everyday heroes who are serving the world with deep empathy and love. We'll guide you to find your higher sense of purpose and live a more fulfilling life. Get involved. Awesome. What's up, Sam? How's it going? Hey, Steven. Doing good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, good to, really good to have you here today. So today I'm here with Sam Fong. We met almost a year ago on How Right Now. Uh, when we used to host online speed networking events on our platform, now we have a we have a new product. But uh, but anyway, you first introduced yourself as a real estate investor flipping properties in the Bay Area when we first met, and then it piqued my curiosity, um, not being in that sector, and then just wanting to become better with my finances, building wealth, and everything. And we we got connected a couple of months. I think I think about a month ago actually, and then. I also learned that you run um, Asian Investors Network and you're la- launching a venture fund for early stage startups led by Asian American founders. Anything to add to that? Um, how was that? <laughs> uh, that's, that's pretty good uh, sum up. I guess the only other things I do are um, I work at a private equity firm where we manage about uh, $1.3 billion of investor equity. And I am uh, launching a course soon to... Um, teach people how to accelerate their personal finance and investing results. Gotcha. So you do quite a bit of things. How do you actually manage your time? Let's, let's get to that first. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good question. Um, sometimes I wonder myself. But uh, what I mainly do is I try to be efficient and focus on the priorities. So what is the most valuable thing that I can do right now? And what is urgent? What needs to be done next? And then I kind of run off of uh, to-do lists and um, I focus on knocking out as many things as I can and the most important things on that list uh, every day. And, you know, obviously just putting in more hours works. Like, you know, you can work at night, you can work on weekends, and sometimes I do, and it helps a lot. Mm -hmm. So what are your primary goals right now, Um, you know, being involved with all all these different things? So I, I guess I have a I have a different goal for each venture that I'm involved in. For the uh, Asian Investors Network, I want to grow it uh, further. 
I want it to be a very great and powerful platform for all the investors in the community. I want it to be very beneficial and I want us to have a worldwide reach. Great. For the Analect, uh, Analect Ventures, that is our startup uh, venture fund where we'll be focusing on uh, providing capital to early stage uh, startups led by Asian founders. Um, so we want to launch by the end of the year. Uh, and for my personal investing, I just want to create more cash flow, increase my net worth, and uh, yeah, sky's the limit there. Mm, nice one. Uh, I guess yeah. the last one is the course, and I want to launch that by uh, before the end of the year. Gotcha. I'd love to. I'd love to kind of uh, dig dig deeper in that each of those categories. But first, uh, one thing that stood out to me as you were explaining those different things was uh, this focus on Asian Americans helping out Asian Americans. Um, can you elaborate a little bit on on that front? Um, where does your desire to help Asian Americans come from? Like, where does that focus? Why? Yeah. So that's a good question because I actually grew up in the uh, San Francisco Bay Area. And in particular, I went to a school, uh, Mission San Jose High, that was uh, filled with Asians. I think we were at like 81% uh, Asians when I went there. So, you know, I grew up all my life around other Asian Americans. And I never really thought too much of it, you know, like it's, um, we're just another person. But I noticed, especially with the past few years, that, you know, Asian Americans don't exactly get a fair shake a lot of the times. Um, we're not portrayed very well in the media. We don't, we aren't very well represented in politics. And I think that that's something that we need to rectify. So I started becoming more passionate about uh, the Asian American cause, uh, in recent years. And during the pandemic in March, I started, uh, Asian Investors Network. Um, basically, as a continuation of a in-person uh, investor group meetup I was doing before. Mm -hmm. But Asian Investors Network, um, this community is really focused on supporting each other, like helping each other uh, vet different ideas, introduce uh, um, opportunities and connections. And, you know, it's a community for people in the Asian American community to, or just Asian community in general to uh, support each other and help each other advance, especially in our financial goals. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Um, so when it comes to your uh, investment network, obviously when it, when it comes to investing, there's so many different areas where there's like private equity stocks and, you know, venture fund and everything. Like, how do you, like, do you have like a focus on like any, any of them or is it just like anyone interested in uh, investing in general? How does that work? Yeah. So I believe that, um, there are a lot of focused groups, uh, say, for example, only real estate or only stocks and so on. But I myself am an investor in uh, many different asset categories. Mm -hmm. And I feel like um, there's a lot of value in uh, people being exposed to uh, these different asset classes. So they can decide for, the, for themselves if they want to focus on any particular area or just go wherever the deals are. So I think that uh, gathering together a lot of uh, sophisticated investors, as well as uh, newer investors um, in this one group, enables us to explore the different avenues. I would say that our main focus would be stocks, real estate, and then um, startup investing, as well as crypto. So those are our four main focus areas. Mm -hmm. I see. 
<laughs> it sounds like like when you say focus areas, it's like there's <laughs> there was fo- four focus areas. That's that's already quite a lot, you know. So yeah. <laughs> it is, it is. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a balancing act. Um, getting enough information out there and uh, having enough people who can help provide useful and valuable information. But I think that we have gathered a, a great group together and uh, pretty proud of our community. Mm. How did you get started with that community? Uh, was it just kind of uh, gathering your group of friends that you already know of and then just like you guys kind of decided to, you know, kind of create this movement together? Like how did it all start and how did, um, what, did you, what was your strategy behind actually growing the, the, the community. Yeah, so um, I guess a little bit about me is I've always been uh, pretty big about networking. I've been doing it, I've been investing and networking for about 16 years. And uh, it's been a strong focus of mine uh, throughout all of these years. And so I had like a pretty good um, base of people who I thought would be a good fit for the group already. Um, I had led a in-person investor meetup for many years already. So it was kind of like a online continuation of that. And, you know, the platform basically allowed, you know, since it's online, it it basically widened our reach uh, significantly. Mm -hmm. And so I basically started in March with the idea that, you know, I want to attract uh, high quality members and discussion. Like, you know, um, there are some groups that focus on like funny stuff, memes and so on. And then there's groups that focus on, you know, more, more serious investing. So I, I guess I would categorize us as, you know, like we know how to have fun, but I want us to have a quality discussions, not like degenerate memes. Right, right, right. Yeah. I guess meme stuff, you can get that anywhere. Predominantly, (laughs) I guess. Um, <laughs> Once yeah. <your> bets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I also, um, another focus on quality discussion is that we want well-reasoned and thought out ideas. Like, mm-hmm. um, I don't, you know, we're, we're not exactly encouraging uh, people just trying to push or pump up like certain stocks or, or trying to sell one thing or the other. Like mm-hmm. we want a uh, reasoned discussion, um, logical discourse and basically an ability for people to um, really advance their financial gain. Mm, gotcha. I see. Do you personally moderate the community or the group or do you hire certain people? Like how do you make sure that it runs smoothly? Yeah, I, I have always been uh, really deep in like the operation no side of things. Yeah. Uh, so I, I do like a lot of the day to day stuff, but we also have a great team. Um, a lot of us have been together since nearly the beginning and uh we're very passionate uh we talk throughout the week and uh we kind of split different duties and um, responsibilities to make sure that we cover the whole uh needs of the group gotcha um yeah let's take let's actually take a step back a little bit because this is something that i should have asked you and i want to know more about you um obviously investing is such a big part of your your vibe, right? <laughs> like you're, you're, you're into so many different kinds yeah. of investing. Um, how did you get started investing? And then, uh, how did it become such a big part of like who you are today? Yeah. So this story is a bit cliche, but it's, it's true. So, <laughs> um, basically when I was 17, I didn't have that much going for me. I was at a ultra competitive school 
but my grades were terrible. Like I didn't even know if I would get into college. Like I was probably in like the bottom 10%. So, you know, the whole time I was like, what is going on? Like, you know, why is everyone doing so much better than me? And I knew that I wanted to do more with my life, but I didn't know what, like I, did, I wasn't passionate about anything. I just wanted to have fun. Um, but then my friend introduced me to this book called Rich Dad Poor Dad. And, uh, I read it. Um, and it really resonated with me. So I would, I, I guess it would say that it motivated me to, um, uh, go into the path of like finance business and investing. And, uh, after that, I really pursued investing, uh, very seriously. Like, uh, it, it was a, something of an obsession for me. I was really passionate about it, found it fun. I would study it every single day, uh, during high school for like three, three hours a day or so. Um, and then right when I turned 18, I started investing. Gotcha. And then did you start investing in stocks or like, how did you, how did you actually pick an asset category? Yeah. Um, so I liked the idea of stocks because one, it was uh, accessible and understandable. And two, um, I heard of a gentleman by the name of Warren Buffett and I had been studying him for months and months. Uh, so I was like, you know, it's not, it's not a, it's not rocket science. Uh, Warren Buffett has disclosed enough of his strategy and his ideas and philosophy that like people can emulate, um, that strategy and technique. So I did a lot of research and I felt like I had what it took to become a successful investor in stocks. So I basically gathered together all the uh, money I had saved up to that point. Um, and I went all in on my first stock. Nice. Pretty much right when I turned 18. Gotcha. I see. I see. Uh, what was the first stock? Uh, this was a company called Universal Display Corporation. Uh, it was a ticker symbol of PANL but now it's called OLED. So I bought it at seven bucks. Um, last time I checked, it was like at two fifty. but I sold it a lot earlier than that. Gotcha. <laughs> and do you currently pick stocks or are you more into the whole passive income or diversified like ETF type of uh, strategy or do you do both? Like how do you, how do you actually, um, how do you actually invest in stocks in general? Uh, I have always been more of a individual stock picker. Um, I believe that I can, uh, beat the market by a mixture of, uh, better, uh, analysis and, and so on. Um, but I do believe that, you know, index investing is a valid strategy. I mean, it's proven over time. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I wouldn't knock index investing either. Right. And, uh, what do you think about this whole crypto craze? Yeah. So crypto is, very interesting right it's uh it's it's the new fad it's the new craze um but i think i do think that there's utility to it it's not just like a fly by night type of thing Mm -hmm. i think that's here to stay um question is which ones are going to be the most successful and i think that that is anyone's guess if i had to pick i would say that i think that ether is going to be pretty strong um yeah maybe some other coins too yeah I personally invested in Ether back in uh, 2017, 2016 or 20, I think it was 2017. And then I yeah. always beat myself up for it for like not having invested like more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always yeah. the thing. But I guess it's not too late, you know, if it's a long-term game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
stocks and investing in general, I think, is a long-term game. I, I think I entered around the same time too. Oh yeah. 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 I was uh, I was later to the ether game or, or to the crypto game than a lot of my friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is something that I've been wanting to actually ask you, and uh, yeah, I mean here we are. But um, I'm I'm not really good ask at. Away. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm definitely not that good at um, just like taking care of my finances. Like I, I I generally I generally know where where it's at, but like I know that there's always room for improvements, right? Um, sure. I'm running a startup, so like I'm not like generating like a ton of money. I'm paying myself like a pretty small salary, right? At the same time, yeah. I, I know myself that like, hey, like I can do the research, I can do the analysis, and for example, ether, like you know, I can just like invest in it, I can just like write it out. So like, I feel like I feel like I can definitely be smart about it, but it's the hard part is that it's so hard to be on top of it on a daily basis, and then just like create a system around it, right? Like I'm, yeah. a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a super simple guy. So like once I have like a hand around it, I'll do it, but then it has to be simple. But then when I hear about how people like you just dominate the world of investing, it's just like a lot of stuff and it quite overwhelms me. And then it's like, okay, yeah. I'm going to start up and like, there's already like so many things going on. Like what can I do to actually start creating, creating habit and system to be on top of my finances and to start actually generating wealth so what would you what 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 is your advice uh for people like me i think the first thing that would be the most helpful is to generate more income i think that you know you can um you can save and that will help but you know uh having more income coming in would be a key to building wealth Mm -hmm. um then you can invest more you can um you, you can save more and you just have a lot more options to to yourself um i think you probably have your hands full with your uh, startup right now but um as it continues to grow um you can pay yourself more and then you can use that uh to invest and if you i guess it depends on what you want to do with your how much time you have available and how much you want to actually be involved mm-hmm. so if you you know, want to be more passive, there's um, several options that you can take. You can do the index investing route. You can do the syndicate route. You can um, invest in like businesses and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just have to have like the baseline knowledge to be able to do each of those things successfully. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, because investing is, uh, to me, one of the greatest ways to advance your wealth because you have the opportunity to make your money work for you while you sleep so you know this this is way more efficient than us like physically working hour by hour for uh for more money absolutely and uh i guess for people like me would you say that um you know stocks is the best way to go uh crypto is the best way to go like or 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 it does not matter what which asset class you pick how does that work um I think that it doesn't matter to an extent, but it also does. The, the The most important thing is that you get enough knowledge about that particular asset class and you know whatever investment you actually end up uh, choosing. Um, that's going to be the most important thing. So it can be crypto, it could be stocks, it could be real estate, but uh, you have to get that knowledge down. In terms of what to start with, um, I think the most accessible is probably uh, going to be stocks or 
or crypto. Yeah, yeah. I guess because with uh, in uh, with crypto right now, you see such a crazy volatility. So like it, it is exciting, you know, the prospect of it. Whereas stocks is like just not as not as crazy, right? So I guess from a long term perspective, it's it doesn't really matter. But like a lot of the time, human nature is that you just want that quick quick success, right? Like that magic bullet. So like right. my natural inclin- inclination is that oh, I, I want to learn more about crypto rather than okay stock sure like i know about it but you know I, I can i can learn more about crypto as well you know yeah yeah i think my view on that is that you know crypto is inherently going to be more volatile and and risky especially during these early stages mm-hmm. and that can lead to a loss of capital and that's something that you know like when people strive for these huge gains like they don't really take that into consideration um you know like your overall investment return is a function of like how much profit and value you're actually generating off of your investments Mm -hmm. and you know when you have a substantial loss it takes a lot more to build that up again Mm -hmm. so i think that um you know crypto is viable but you gotta be able to bear the potential losses too Mm -hmm. yeah i guess that just like the 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 thing with volatility right like you there there's ups but then there's downs like you, guys, you just gotta be ready for that um yeah 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 and i might be biased because i made um you know a lot of gains in stocks whereas my crypto is just you know uh it's done well but it's not done as well as my stocks so and also like i feel like with stocks you can be more um you can almost like guarantee your results more um mm-hmm. Whereas in crypto, like I feel like it's more speculative, yeah, or more risky. I, I'm I'm sure lots of in- crypto enthusiasts will disagree with me there. Like you know, kind of controversial, but also kind of not because uh, stocks you can you have a pretty long track record. Like for me, it's already been 16 years. For mm-hmm. crypto, you know, it's only been around for. I mean, most people have only been around in it for maybe like four years, five years, mm-hmm. uh, unless you're like really early on the game. Yeah, 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 makes sense. And do you have any principles that you like to abide by when it comes to investing? Like, do you have certain rules? Like, hey, for this, for the stocks asset class, like, I, I don't want, I don't take out my, I don't, I don't exit until like this happens, or like, or is it, or or do you day trade, or is it like how did like what do you, uh, yeah, what's what's your philosophy and like what are your principles? That's a great question. So I'm very uh, methodical, I would say, in my approach. Yeah. I believe that um, you have to be consistent in order to get good results and consistent results. So I try to apply the same strategy to everything. So with stocks, I have a certain strategy. With real estate, I have a certain strategy, and uh, you know, etc. For stocks, I'm a long-term fundamental uh, value and growth uh, investor. So that, what that means is that I invest for a long term and I analyze the company based on its fundamentals and its financials. So I actually go and read the financial statements, I'll evaluate the metrics, the ratios, and um, the industry as well as the competitors and its competitive space. So I believe that uh, that approach allows you to really understand your investment mm-hmm. and to have conviction in your investment. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times where people fail or where they mess up is 
when they don't have enough conviction, they didn't do enough due diligence. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if the, the the price tanks, they get uh, worried or anxious and then they sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, you know, that, that's the opposite of what you should be doing, right? Like, you want to buy when it's low and you want to sell when it's high. You don't yeah. want to buy a high sell low. Mm-hmm. So with, um, with that approach, it's it's been pretty successful over time. Um, I try to be... I just follow the Warren Buffett uh, quote, buy when others are, get greedy when others are fearful and get fearful when others are greedy. Mm-hmm. So that has served me pretty well over mm-hmm. the years. Mm-hmm. For real estate, it's a different strategy. I have um, two different strategies. One is I flip uh, short term here in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. So I'll buy a distressed property, renovate it and sell it for a higher price. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's usually done within like four to four to eight months or so. And for commercial real estate, I buy outside of California because the returns are just better. And I buy um, commercial real estate in industrial retail and uh, and multifamily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So follow a specific strategy for each asset. Mm-hmm. I see. So you started with stocks first, and then at a certain point, you started investing in real estate, or is it private equity first? Um, so it was stocks first, then I did private lending. Uh-huh. Uh, and that, that's where, just where you lend money for some interest rate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, I got into real estate, and then I got into private equity and uh, angel investing. Mm. Walk me through the different points, like... What what led you to I guess go into um, these different fields and then like what you've learned from like each of those different I guess um, segments? Sure. Um, so for stocks, I started right when I turned eighteen. I had been studying uh, my strategy and practicing for the past uh, three months prior to that, and you know that included like three hours dedication every single day, and not just you know reading but also like um, trying to put it into action. Mm-hmm. You know, like I try to test my ideas and, and actively think about what to do. So I started in stocks and then I went to college and then there was an opportunity to lend some money to a friend's friend for a frankly ridiculous <laughs> uh, rate of return. And that was my very first uh, private loan. And that was also the only uh, private lending deal that I haven't gotten my principal back. So (laughs) I got almost all of it back, um, except for like 500 bucks. But, uh, you know, I didn't know how to do due diligence at the time, or Mm -hmm. at least not in uh, private lending. So, you know, I'm actually lucky that it was, you know, a small sum as well as uh, my first deal. So I learned it early. Like imagine if, you know, <laughs> it was like uh, several multiples of that and I did it a lot later. You know, I wouldn't have learned the lesson that mm-hmm. I needed to learn. So uh, I began doing private lending. And then after that, I got into uh, real estate. So with real estate, <clears throat> my first deal was a syndicate apartment deal in, uh, in Texas. This is in 2008. So three years after I first started investing. Uh, 2008 was the financial crisis, so that that deal actually ended up falling through. Uh, it didn't complete, but all the investors got their money back. Uh, 
minus like some minor uh, attorney fees and and you know uh, escrow charges and things like that. So that was super minor, like less than a hundred bucks. So that taught me that in real estate you can do things to kind of control your risk there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I started exploring more real estate after. And in uh, private equity, I started investing in it after I started working at a private equity firm. I had access to some uh, really great deals, and I had one that I was eyeing in particular. And when opportunity came up, I um, invested in it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And now you're now you're trying to set up or, or in the process of setting up this new venture fund. Walk me through that. Like, what's uh, what's your I guess uh, vision uh, behind that? Um, the way I understand it is that well, I'm in the startup game. But um, it's it's a long sort of like exit window, right? So like, what what kind of got you ex- interested in that in that in that, in that field? And then um, yeah, how are you? How, what, how, what are you doing to actually, I guess, push forward and then actually like materialize this? Um, so this opportunity actually materialized as a result of Asian Investors Network. Oh, so okay. Asian Investors Network um, has some really fantastic people in the group and I had uh, recruited several of these people to be on the uh, leadership team. So we have been working together for um, about a year and we were talking about our investments and all of us had experience either uh, starting up um, and exiting uh, our own startups as well as uh, making angel investments. So we got together and, you know, my two partners, they have actual experience working in angel funds um, and being uh, partners at their uh, different funds. So we decided to get together and form this group basically to help other Asian uh, founders because we feel like this is something that isn't um, a strong focus that's currently out there and available for uh, Asian founders to tap into. So we want to create this first fund of uh, hopefully a series of funds that will be aimed at helping uh, Asian founders get access to funding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really resonate with that as an Asian or Asian American like myself. Um, you know, I've I've done loads of uh, research into different types of funds and you know structures and all that stuff and like. You you hear you hear about all these different types of funds that are specifically set up to support like women, for example, or you know different ethnicities. But like I don't I haven't really heard that much about um, Asian ones. There, there there are a couple ones out there, but that you don't really hear about like any like like a, like a big ones out there. So yeah, just like when I heard about that, I'm like yeah, kudos to you. That's that's uh, that's good on you. Thank you. Yeah, we're really excited about it. I think this is a great opportunity for um, both investors and uh, founders. Um, investors get the um, opportunity to partici- participate in an exciting fund that uh, will you know, invest in the most exciting startups out there. And Asian founders can get access to uh, capital that's aimed at um, providing capital specifically to them. Mm-hmm. Are there any specific kinds of startups that uh, you're looking to back? 
Uh, yeah, I, I'd say that we're pretty uh, general, but we we are targeting venture scale returns. So we need uh, highly scalable and lucrative businesses. And that generally happens in um, several categories. So we're targeting fintech, uh, blockchain, uh, SaaS companies, uh, deep tech, AI, and so on. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That's uh, if I was, I was uh, one of my one of my things that I was I was actually thinking about. It's like, what is my path going to be like after my startup journey, right? And then I, I was thinking actually like being able to back founders. That's just such a. It, it feels like it's such an incredibly rewarding thing, right? It's like people are trying to make some yeah. have this big vision and just like providing that capital, especially like at the earliest level. I think that's like some of the most like gratifying things that you can you can you can, you can provide for right like not only the capital but then like yeah. the support and like the expertise knowledge connections and everything uh, just like I've, I've i've been through uh i've been through an accelerator very recently and then just like seeing the kind of work that they do and it's like yeah it's uh it's incredibly yeah, gratifying thing to do i guess that's awesome. Yeah, I, I do believe it's a very gratifying and rewarding experience. I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah, awesome. The head of the accelerator, his name is Nino. He invited us to come work with him more closely in person. So we're like, why not? Like, nice. Wait, you know. So yeah, that's the. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Uh, yeah, it's it's. I, I think um, that's something that I've I've always been kind of schooling about, right? Meeting someone who is like. Our champion, right? Yeah. Um, and then just like being able to work with them, and just uh, and he he also has an experience, um, kind of selling a startup as well. So like really learning from someone who's already like done it. I think that's um, that's that's huge. And that's the same goes to um, this whole investing stuff, right? Like excited to learn more about um, you know, like just all things investing from you because like you've already like done it and like, you know, about like stocks and crypto and real estate and all that stuff. So yeah, that's uh, once you have, once you have an opportunity to have a, have a mentor, I think, I think it's incredibly, um, yeah, like grateful thing, you know? I agree. I think that it's a, um, you really accelerate your results, uh, by a lot because someone who's already done it can walk you through it, um, tell you where they messed up. Uh, what to watch out for and you know uh, basically the best practices right so I think that it's um it's, it's a lot of fun learning and uh also getting that shortcut yeah so you're, you're actually setting up a course right um that actually um teaches people how to do this stuff um can you tell me a little bit more about that sure yeah so what i've been doing i'm, I'm a person who naturally likes to help other people like so you know, back in college, people would send me all their papers and I would just like review them for them because, uh, <laughs> like for free. Um, yeah. and then when people started hearing that I invest and I know about personal finance, you know, all of my friends and the people around me and their friends would come to me for advice. Mm-hmm. And so I've just been, uh, you know, giving out uh, financial advice or like, you know, investing principles, financial ideas and so on to basically help uh, the people around me all of this time. I've been doing uh, seminars as well and uh, teaching at like universities, at uh, investor groups or meetups and so on. So uh, people have been suggesting to me over the years, like, where can I find all of this information in one place? And uh, a lot of people were like, why don't you make a course? So that's really how this came, how this idea came about. 
basically people wanted to see all that information in one place. So uh, that's that's basically the genesis of this idea. Nice one. So what can they expect to learn from you? So I believe that uh, this course is best suited for people who are uh, beginners to intermediate in their financial journey. <laughs> and basically what this course can do for you is help accelerate your financial results. So I believe that it's very freeing to reach financial freedom, to basically be able to dictate uh, life on your own terms and be free from financial concerns. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, everyone needs to have their finances in order to uh, feel that feeling of freedom. So uh, this course basically gives you all the uh, tools and knowledge you need to reach financial freedom. Nice. Awesome. Uh, when are you launching it? Before the end of the year. Nice one. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of a perfectionist, so I spend a lot of time on each lesson. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how, how can they find out more about that? Maybe you should give me a link and I'll uh, drop it in the uh, podcast description. Sure. Yeah. So I'd love to. Yeah, that sounds good. It's, it's a Google form, right? Like, I think, I think you gave it to me before. Then I signed yeah. Up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have a Google form up for um, anyone who wants to sign up and learn more when it does launch. Mm, gotcha. I see. Cool. And um, yeah, something that I want to ask you is um, obviously you're very, very like you, you, you're very motivated by creating this life of um, success, right? Like we, we briefly spoke about this, uh, this idea of unplugging yourself from the corporate matrix or any matrix. And like this, uh, this, this notion that uh, you're creating this sense of freedom and detaching yourself from like any, any obligations, it seems to be, seems to be like a, one of the running themes of your life. But um, what, is your, what is your vision uh, for life? What is my vision for life? That's yeah. a deep one. So I think that I live to feel alive. So what, what I mean by that is um, I, I love those moments where you feel like something special is happening that you, it makes you really feel alive. So I guess I, I like uh, investing because when you close a deal or particularly get investment, you feel great about it. It feels awesome. And you're, you're very excited and you're very happy. When I travel, I get that same feeling when I'm exploring a new country for the first time. I'm trying a new experience for the first time. You get that moment that kind of makes you feel uh, wonder uh, and amazement. Like, for example, the first time I saw a whale shark and swam with it, you know, that filled me with this incredulous moment of awe. And I think those kind of moments make life uh, truly unique. So I, I guess I want to say that um, I want to live life on my own terms, uh, find adventure and, and joy in everything that I do and be free of as many concerns as possible. Awesome. awesome. Um, yeah, and then this last question that I'll end you with is uh, obviously you've, you've created a lot of success uh, with your investing and gener generating wealth, and you're still on your journey. Uh, but for people who are just starting out, right, including me, like what would you say? Like what, what, what are your tips and um, what's your advice? My tips and advice. I would say that. Um, if we're talking about uh, a financial journey, the number one thing that you can do is uh, get knowledgeable about the 
best and the right actions to take. There's a ton of advice out there, and I don't think a lot of it is valid. There, there's a lot of good advice out there, but um, some of it will lead you down the wrong path or make it a lot slower or longer. So definitely try to learn from the most successful people. And, you know, you got to do your due diligence. Don't get lazy and basically make the best moves that you can with the knowledge that you have. And uh, you need to take uh, focused and consistent action in order to get uh, to where you want to be faster. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's about that methodical approach um, instead of, you know, get rich quick schemes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to give you what you want. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Great stuff. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Thank, thanks, Sam. That's, that, was, that was incredible. Learned a lot. And um, yeah, I'd I love, love to learn more from you personally. And then I think, um, I, I, I think uh, knowing you, I think um, you have this incredible gift uh, for the world. And uh, it'd be awesome for you know, the world to learn more about um, how, to, how to create and generate and build wealth. And then, um, yeah, just uh, unshackle themselves. You know? Yeah. Uh, that, that, yeah. Amazing. Everyone deserves freedom. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Stephen. I appreciate being on your podcast. Cool. Thank you, Sam. All right. Hey, thanks for tuning into the Stephen Choi Show. To help amplify the stories of these legendary people, don't forget to give the show five stars. And one more thing, it would mean the world to me if you could give me your feedback on the show and how I could make it better. Thank you so much for your love and support. Keep calm and vibe on.